Jamie Pacha, Seth Cohen. Welcome to Word Tetris. That, okay, so we I, look, they're they're a little shocked all of a sudden because I just started recording and clearly they're thrown. <laughs> it's okay. It was only a tiny thing, which is Amy Pocha. Is that, I guess, that Yes, it was so close. <laughs> but it was in that moment, it was. What a, is it? Pocha. Po- is it Pocha? Yeah. That so, was the reaction we had. It was like, oh, <laughs> should we correct? Or were we no, wait, hold on, wait, wait. But I didn't plop. Wait, did I say it wrong? No, you said it right the, when you asked before, but then when you said it now. Wait, say, wait, say Pacha? Yeah. Is that what I just said? Yep, there you go. Close, close enough. So close. Look, correct matter. me all you want. It's fine. <laughs> because you two are writing, uh, you two are writers on what is my favorite show of the season. Yeah. If the Forbes quotes were not <laughs> clear, because I was only on the Oscars, like, look, I was in the Oscars. I'm not, look, it was. Your name of. <laughs> look, I agree with Bill when he tweeted saying, look, even I'm feeling a little overwhelmed. <laughs> all these, all these pull quotes, they're all from this, like all these ads for whiskey that aired during the Oscars. Oh, Whiskey Cavalier, by the way, you should be watching Whiskey Cavalier if you're not. I'm not sure there were enough ads. People may not have no, seen no, or known no. about it. Look, all. all I know is that when I, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was like really cool when I went to the Americana a couple weeks oh, yeah. back oh, yeah. and saw mm-hmm. it all over the America. The Americana. Yes. I was like, oh well, that's that's nifty. Yes. That's neat. And then all the ads started appearing, and kept appearing. <laughs> yeah. And then you're watching the Oscars. <laughs> And every ad break starts with a Whiskey Cavalier yeah, ad. We're the luckiest show on earth, man. <laughs> it's but it's fascinating to me because I can't remember the last time I saw a network, particularly from the big five. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Throw that much marketing mm-hmm. behind an original. That and on a mid season and a late mid season at that. Cause it, you know, late February is, you know, that's when like the scraps start usually premiering, and they're like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." We were hoping to be top of the scraps. Was, uh, our other tag line. It's like they were just like, "No, we're just throwing it all. We're throwing it all over." I'm like, "What?" And the only thing that didn't make sense for me was they were like, "We're going to do this whole big, you know, premiere after the Oscars," but it wasn't actually after the Oscars. It was the Oscars, yes. local news, yes. then whiskey. Mm-hmm. Yet you still had a four million rating, which was fascinating i was like really yeah i think we still did fine when you did and you held the exact same audience we were for- airing after the follow-up show to the oscars but as far as people worked on the show we're like we'll take it we're happy <laughs> right happy whenever right. they're willing no to but then us, yeah. but then but then the actual airing gets the same exact score yeah. which was like what and then the second week ticked up yes. so yeah it's you, fun you guys are doing good you're doing good. You're doing well. And again, everyone, if you want the ads to stop, you just have to... ABC said they'll keep coming until you tune in. They're going to double <laughs> and triple them. The only way for them to stop is to tune in. Okay. So before we move any further, uh, as always, the first 20 minutes of this episode will be available for free on your various podcasts. If you're listening to this, and you might probably listen on iTunes. There's a whole website, wordtetris.com. There's, you can see everything that's available um, <clears throat> or on the site. Uh, but if you want to hear the full episode, head on over to patreon.com slash word. Tetris, sign up for the $1 an episode tier, get the full Amy and Scott appearance, uh, experience. We're just going to stick with Amy and Scott. Right. It's going to go Amy and Scott. Like, it's just going to be... I feel like other people have called Seth Scott multiple oh, yeah. times. I think Bill Did I say Scott? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm never going to get it right. Well, Amy Scott and Foley. Seth. Right. I'm here with Rachel Scott and Foley Steve. today. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I did, a, I did a full... Amy, yeah. Seth, 
I did a full show. Is I Betty. should know that because my father's name. I should know that it's Seth. It is whose father? It is my father's name. Is Seth. yes, yes. That that is true. Then you should remember. <laughs> but you're like, in all fairness, I call him Steve all the time. Or Scott, right? <laughs> um, get the whole Amy and Seth experience. Head over to patreoncom slash sign for the one dollar episode tier. Also, what you may not know is if you're looking if you're looking at the iTunes feed, and you're like, well, I know everyone that was on the show. No, you don't, because there was a bunch of hiatus <laughs> content that is not listed on any of the podcasters. So you're missing out on like you're missing out on Jeff Lieber, Jeff Thorne, a lot of Jeffs, um, Christopher. <laughs> Their names may or may not have been Jeff, by the way, but they were all called Jeff. <laughs> um, so go sign up there, and then if you want, sign up for the three dollar episode tier and get a bonus episode that you uh can will hear for uh here tomorrow so that'll go up on tuesday bonus. so get oh, yes, bonuses i know who doesn't want a bonus bonus content is i think the best kind of content now amy seth correct got it right Round okay. one is complete <laughs> <laughs> what is your feeling about rewriting particularly as a team rewriting mm. yes like our own material rewriting your own material the working on the part. show you you like it do you yeah. like it that's how it gets better your face tells no. Seth says no 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 it's ex- <laughs> it's a natural part of the process but it is exhausting the most fun i find is writing like the fun spit trap where you get it all out and you're like it's the the script could be anything you want it to be it's super exciting and then the hard work and the talent is like the rewrite of the grind of putting it out amy's very talented at it. i just coast on her talent for that part. <laughs> like, amy what do we do here you can what see why we're really good partners just keep going just keep going <laughs> like, i gotta ride these coattails I what think- is what is the process like for the two of you as a team like what is the rewrite process like it's always different yeah it's i mean it depends the on the show Sometimes you have like an hour and you're like, okay, we're going to each take a section of this and just write it. And then sometimes you have time to go through it together. Actually, it's probably the reverse. Probably if you have less time, we work together, I would say. Yeah, it also depends on the amount. If it's like (laughs) rewriting a scene, we'll take the time, just go through it line by line. But a lot of the times on these shows, we're so crunched for a rewrite. Sometimes it'll happen in room and it's like you have, we have a... Three hours to rewrite three acts. And it's like, okay, you take the first act. Whoever gets finished first, I'll take the second. We're going to plow through. And like, okay, then we'll switch off. We normally will each do a pass, switch off to check it over, do a pass, put it together, do a quick read. Does it change from like what kind – like for example, I would assume the the rewriting process went a lot faster and was a lot more high-paced and high-risk than – I don't know if that's the right word – from whiskey than maybe on like American Vandal. Like, Oh, yeah, well – on a comedy, it's actually the rewriting is a lot more. It's everybody in the room together, so that is fast paced and crazy. And whiskey, we got to do some of the rewriting on our own, but it was all. It's all like a crunch to get it in. On time. Yeah, was whiskey your first hour long? Yes, that what? that was the other difference. Was why are there so many more pages than what we're used to? Wait, this double? isn't thirty minutes. Wait, why? What have we done to ourselves? What was the what? But what was? Did you find that you liked doing the? rewrite for an hour long more than you like doing do you feel like you have more time to breathe in terms of the actual story on the hour long or do you feel like oh god it's that it's double the work i don't want to do double the work (laughs) (laughs) i think the process feels the same to a degree whether we're doing half hour or an hour comedy's a little different just because we're doing more of joke concentration while it felt like whiskey was more it's a different like uh 
process between the like comedy, the action, and the drama. So that was just a little bit new of like balancing them a little bit. We did a lot more of rewriting the story in whiskey, like the like certain things, like oh, you can't get this location, so you have to figure out a different place for the action to happen and rewrite a whole thing. And in comedy, yeah, I agree. It's like you're just topping jokes. Like the story's already set and it is what it is, and you're just trying to get better jokes and better laughs. How do you decide where to stop? On, when you're in comedy, how do you decide where to stop topping yourself? When, when the it, showrunner tells you to. <laughs> <laughs> when it's 4 a.m. We're good. We're good. Yeah, so we've worked on a couple of shows that like were 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning. But is it, was it 4 or 5, was it 4 or 5 where it was just like the room just wouldn't stop? Or it was just, was it cases like, no, we can do better? Like, I think you know when you got it. Everyone pitches and go, that's funny, that's funny. And then someone pitches one joke and you're like, that's the winner. That's so great. And everyone's laughing. Like, and you just kind of know no one's going to top it. And if you're trying to top it, then you know you probably haven't gotten the joke. Is probably the best way to put it. But it's someone's taste. You're driving through whoever's script it is or the showrunner or whoever's in charge. What, a lot of times you know. What kind of variations do you go through when it comes to joke rewriting on in comedy? A what lot. Kind, do you, so, but yeah. how does it – is it changing – just random words is it changing the entire structure of the joke is it changing the whole punchline all of those things yeah normally amy just makes it a dick joke and I like, too much too much <laughs> they drew a dick on the building uh no the, it, yeah it's it's all of the things you try first you try just doing word changes and then if that doesn't work you're like okay let's try a different ending and then when that doesn't work you start whole new setups and like and then when that doesn't work you're like it was a goat it was a dick it was, uh, i don't know so you're saying amy did the dicks Amy did the dicks. Yep. Guys, mystery solved. Which was weirdly also dicks. what they accused her of in high school. It's, oh, Seth, giving away the secrets. Weirdly enough, that's also what they accused Seth of. So that is also true. And you know what? It was true. But I did most of the dicks. How how does he? But you know, you've done a wide range of different kinds of. Yeah. Comedy in particular. Well, when you say when do you know when to stop on Undateable Live, it was when it was airing. So right? it was live. No. So mm -hmm. we didn't have a choice. The jokes had to stop. And then what about like on Trip Tank where it's a sketch? Well, Trip know? Tank was really fun because Trip Tank was like, what do you guys want to do? And we just sent sketches and then they picked the ones. So like there wasn't much rewriting. It was, it was just, all right, you send them the fun. How much, yeah. but how much rewriting would you, how much tweaking were you doing before you sent it out? Oh, on our own? A yeah. little bit. Not Before we sent it out, yes. The, the good thing about Trip Tank and rewriting was the sketches were only, let's say, three pages long. So rewriting three pages doesn't feel like a, a lot of lifting. There's only so much of like the sketch structure you can change or a punchline. Well, that said, what the story with Trip Tank was, even rewriting, we're going through our own ideas, and you're submitting a bunch of ideas, and there's <laughs> even one in particular where it's like, Amy, I, I swear to God, we cannot send this idea in. <laughs> I'm like, this is... Send it. This is inappropriate. We cannot send this idea. And Amy's like, I'm telling you, we should just send it in. It's a great idea. And I was like, fine, you win. We'll send it in. And that one ultimately became... <laughs> the vagina purse. Which, which was the was one they loved the most. Loved and they were like... We did like five of them. I should point out Andy Sipes warned me about you too. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like sometimes I get pointed out as this must be the dirty guy. And I always go back to him like, the one who created vagina purse is definitely the one yeah. who might be... <laughs> Got, uh, Seth gets a lot of the credit. Yeah. 
humor. I'm always the one pushing it too far and probably too, too far. To and I was shocked on the call when they're like, great news, everyone. We love one of your ideas. We're like, great. What do we got? Vagina purse. We're going to animate it. They're animating it? Oh, dear job. God. It's like, and we need a rewrite by tomorrow. Wonderful. We're on it. It feels like you you guys have kind of moved along in this interesting path on comedy where you went and you, you did the single camera sitcom. You did yeah. the multi-cam sitcom. You did the sketch. You did the animated sitcom uh, paradise pd you did uh you did the mockumentary i know <laughs> yeah it's, it's wild you run diverse. the gamut of comedy yes. and television i feel like you general. might be the most some of the most experienced comedy writers i've ever spoken to like that cannot yes. be true <laughs> not, not experienced but, but, but so wide was it so malleable in yes. your skill set yes. yes you know you can you you two have an ability to now what are each of you bringing to the table you know, in that. That's pro- a good question. I bring the giant keyboard for people to dance on. <laughs> yes, and I eat the snacks in the office. So I feel like those two skill sets are what's legitimately. Us. I think we uh, goof off more than anyone else I know. We. Uh, that's what we bring. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. That and a wonderful salesmanship to go. What is this show? I now, think we can do it. Now, Who how knows? did you? What? How did you end up working on? I mean. How'd you end working on hour long? Granted, it's some very it's a, the one of the more lighthearted hour longs. It's definitely comedy skewing, and I imagine, given the looking at the staff that was hired, um, and knowing at least one other person on that staff, it's it looks like it was built as David went. All right, I'm going to get some people who knew, who know how to write drama, and get some people who know how to write comedy, and get some people who know how to write you know bit of both. Mm-hmm. Like, that's right. why your number two is the guy who worked on Bones for eight years. Yeah. Um, exactly. yeah. Um, I don't think that's an accident. Um, <laughs> um, but it's like, so how did you decide, you know what, let's go out for the hour long. Like, let's, did you get to submit it? It was a total Hollywood story it's where we were, kismet story, yeah. we were there for a meeting on another one of Bill's shows, Bill okay. Lawrence, uh, with Liza, uh, who runs his development co- company. Was this the and, CW one? Yes, uh, yes. yes. And he and Jeff basically introduced us to Dave Hemmingson on the way out the door. And we met him in the parking lot. And we were talking about American Vandal. And he was like, you guys should come in. You got to come in for a meeting. For, for that's whiskey? literally how we yeah. met We met him in show. a parking lot on our way out. <laughs> for another show. And, Je- and uh, Bill just introduced us. And then when he was like, we just walked him to his car. And during that short conversation, I mean, when you say even just going from comedy to drama, American Vandal is a little bit of a bridge to that. And yes. luckily, it just was... Even when we met afterwards with Dave, his uh, who became a writer on the show, his then assistant was like, oh yeah, you're the people we met in the parking lot, the comedy duo. It's like, can you believe that story? We met him in a parking lot of all the... It just uh, still blows our mind. Of the but then you went journey. in for a meeting on Whiskey. Yep. What was that meeting like? It was really long. We talked for... I think we were there for almost two hours, right? It was it was a long time, and I think we also felt that the odds were against us a little bit because we were comedy people, and I feel like it was a big shiny show, and we're just like, and they they probably have more talented people than us on the show, and I think that carrying that attitude in of just being ourselves and not being overly pressured, and it went a long way, and then we just learned. I mean, Dave came from a comedy world too, and we just connected and connected on the material, and like he really liked the things we we're pitching about the show, and we all seemed to be on the same page. Well, I spent fi- I spent fifteen minutes with you two, and I'm like, I want to be in the room with these two people for ten hours. Like, <laughs> what that, do they eat? That's because we've been slipping you twenty dollar bills. The, look, I'm minutes. look, I'm just saying I'm gonna eat well when this is over. Like, <laughs> right, right. um, and look, it's okay, it's okay, um, 
It's okay. It, I, I was going to say the fake oh, name, and I already forgot Scott, what the fake Scott, name was. I was going to say Scott. No, right. damn it. Just change his name. Every time, right. just change his name. It'll work out. Right? Yeah. Like, but should I keep it with an S? Amy and Saul over here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Look, Sam. Saul. <laughs> Sam, exactly. I love it. Um, okay. So, but back to rewriting. <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, what... Okay, so the you know when to stop. You know when it's when you're told to stop. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or instincts. Are you ever you hope you got it? I right. mean, a lot of the times. I mean, that's part of the process. You, you're always following your own instincts, which hopefully become stronger over the years. But also, when else your boss says you nailed it? <laughs> how often? How often are you going down a path only to realize the first instinct was the right choice the whole time? Like how far do you do you end up like you write a joke and you go oh, let's go and let's 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 find let's go funnier let's let's get funnier let's get and then you start going further and further away from it only to come back around to it. I would say with a end. story that happens more often than with a joke. Okay, I feel like a joke. You yeah, can always, it's almost always the worst joke that you start with. Maybe I shouldn't say that. It's the worst joke you start with. It's the most basic. It well, the most basic. Right. The you're most like, the easy the low hanging yeah. fruit. Because sometimes when you're writing, you're also like, let's just fill it in. Joke here. Like even just write joke mm-hmm. here, and then keep writing in the rest of the story and the dialogue. Um, but with story, there have been times where we have definitely gone in the full complete circle and yeah. come back to that same story. Okay, like did that happen on? Uh... Was I assume that happened on whiskey? We can't. I feel like that's happened a couple times on whiskey, I, where like there was a kernel of an idea already, and then we like. Oh, but it's normally as a room, the whole room realizes, oh, maybe that should have been the way we went to begin with. It makes it a lot easier. And how did now you've been in rooms before for sitcoms? What was it like though being in the room for a drama? Because also, is it true sitcom rooms are all very joking, man? Just just like when you're in a drama room, it's not that. Did you have to tone yourselves? Did you have to pull yourselves back, or was David like, "Go, be, be"? Because when we're because when when it's you know because guys when it's eight o'clock at night on a Friday and we all want to go home, I need people bringing our energy back up. Like, right. <clears throat> at which point you throw a flash pot. Yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> That's when we slowly start playing games around the table. What was the uh, what was the drama experience like for you? Similar in the sense that like we broke into smaller rooms, so it wasn't always one big room all the time, which I feel like is pretty typical of mm-hmm. sitcom rooms that we've been in. Uh, and we were definitely the crazies. You couldn't like make jokes about inappropriate jokes about things, or you that was more the thing you had to watch. It was like don't make inappropriate jokes about lunch that are going to gross people out. Like there yeah. can't be any bathroom humor. There can't be, <laughs> you know, like huh. you have to be a little bit more careful. I think we were still appropriately naughty at all times. <laughs> but yes, it was times of, what are you saying? And it was like, guys, this is just going to happen. It's going to happen. Get used to it. This is a writer's room. We're going to share our crazy stories and weird point of view. There's also the moment, like Seth had a moment where he couldn't stop laughing because we were sitting at a serious... Uh, table talking with a sitcom writer bill lawrence two yahoos us writing and we're talking about the north korea crisis you know <laughs> like what uh, what are we doing right now like, how did we get how did the like, three of us get here as we talk about was wait, when was this happening this was, was it on whiskey or was this yeah, on whiskey this was on yeah. whiskey and like yeah it, you just find yourself in the weirdest conversations like we talk with dave about uh bomb setups for an hour and a half or like how does this person? How is this person's gadget going to work? And how does it 
tie into the rest of the story thematically. Like those are things that was hundred percent the difference. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're never working on a comedy. We're like, what if the world was at stake and what kind of bomb could destroy them or a disease? You're more just like, here's the most embarrassing moment of my life from high school. Let's make that an episode. So it's definitely a funnier, different muscle. Are you getting asked in that room like, okay, how do we make a bomb funny? Is that like the kind of question? No, it's more like what are those funny? To hear the rest of this episode, head on over to patreon.com slash word tetris.